Well, welcome to our third season of Knowledge Cast. If you're a regular listener, we're certainly glad to have you back with us again. And if you're a first time listener, uh, welcome. And we hope that you enjoy today's podcast and will join us again next week. We got a great list of guests scheduled for our third season. And you can read about them by going to jackwwilliams.com and just scrolling down to the podcast section. Well, today's guest is Britt Lee. Britt is the co-founder of Pure Athlete and the author of Parenting the Pure Athlete. We'll talk about his book in just a minute because it really is a special insight into a major issue many parents are facing today. But before that, let's talk a little bit about his background. And Britt served for over 20 years in a variety of positions with Acuity Brands, a Fortune 500 company. And his last position with them before leaving to start his own business was VP of Marketing. And Britt's new company now focuses on helping executive leaders create and then deliver compelling brand messaging to both their internal and their external audiences. He's got a very impressive client base that includes such uh, well-known companies as AT&T, Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola, and his former company, Acuity Brands. Britt uh, made a great decision, received his undergraduate degree from Georgia Tech, and then he slipped over to Georgia State for his MBA. So, Britt, we're happy to have you with us today. Well, thanks, Jack. It's great to be here with you today. Well, before we get into your, your newest venture, Pure Athlete, and the book, tell us a little bit more about what, you're, what you do in the brand messaging space. Give us some examples of you know, how you would work and, and how your work would help a client. Sure, be, be happy to. Uh, you, uh, in that nice intro you gave me, you characterized my company as my, my new company. And uh, actually, I've been doing this for about 15 years. It's been since I left corporate world and, uh, and you know, hung out my own shingle and have been uh, working with clients, uh, which has been, which has really been great, uh, been very enjoyable. And really what I primarily work with them on is, uh, is delivering high impact messaging experiences. So uh, think of uh, corporate conferences, national sales meetings, uh, you know, video storytelling. Uh, we work a lot with uh, C-suite executives uh, from a coaching standpoint and helping them craft and deliver messaging that's compelling, uh, on point, and, and high impact. As I said, where do you where do you feel like in your experience? What do you see these companies? What their biggest struggle is? Where do they seem to fall short? or have the most problems in that area? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, I think for the most part, and I'm, of course, generalizing, but, uh, but companies tend to overspeak uh, in the types of environments that, that we do work in, conferences, presentations, um, even video messaging. Uh, you know, they tend, to, they tend to approach those opportunities is, is chances for them to, uh, to deliver a lot of information. Uh, and, you know, they don't think a lot, oftentimes they don't think a lot about how much information the audience can actually absorb. And so oftentimes, you know, they're giving an audience so many pieces of information that the best information, the stuff that really matters, the audience doesn't walk away uh, remembering. Yeah, that that thirty slide uh, PowerPoint is exciting for the audience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all heard the term "death by PowerPoint," 
Right. And uh, it's still alive and well today. Uh, <laughs> I think and, it'll always you know, survive. For sure. And, you know, we find that most most presenters create PowerPoints for themselves more than they do for their audience. So it becomes their notes, their cue cards, uh, as, as opposed to being a visual that accents their talking points. Uh, it, you know, it simply replicates their talking points. I think that is a very accurate depiction of, of how people use PowerPoints. And, and I'm, unfortunately you're, you're probably, uh, talking to someone who is guilty as well. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm obviously familiar with your your new venture, Pure Athlete, and and your book, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But what got you interested in pursuing this topic? Mm. Well, I you know I have to say it's been my own journey with uh, with my kids. That really was the catalyst. Uh, I've got four kids. Uh, the youngest are twin boys that are twenty. I've got a couple of grown daughters. Uh, all of them played sports uh, growing up, uh, along with other along with other uh, activities. My girls played a bunch of different sports, but they mostly played rec recreational sports or or rec sports as we call them, uh, and never really jumped into one full bore. Uh, but my boys, on the other hand, played. You know, they played eight years of baseball, like nine years of basketball. Uh, they played soccer and they also played tennis and tennis became kind of their passion. And, uh, and so, you know, in their early teenage years, they ended up specializing in tennis. They stopped everything else to pursue a goal of playing, you know, division one college tennis. And, uh, and so we spent the next, you know, five, seven or eight years uh, taking them around the Southeast you know, almost every weekend running back and forth to tennis academies during the week, uh, investing lots of time and lots of money in this journey, uh, which was great and had a lot of fun uh, that was part of it. But when that journey was over, um, you know, caused me to, uh, to sit back and reflect a bit on it and think about the things that we learned and think about the challenges and, um, and anyway, during the pandemic, I decided to write some of those things down. Uh, and as I was doing so, felt like, wow, there's some great lessons here to, that apply to all parents and, you know, across all sports. And I wish I'd had, you know, some of this understanding going in instead of just coming out of it. Um, and that really was the catalyst for the book. Well, let's let's stay there for a minute with the, the two boys in tennis. Yeah. And you cover this uh, in your book, but what was, uh, you talked about challenges, but what was the most difficult thing you and your wife uh, had to deal with uh, regarding the demands and, and the challenges involved with, you know, taking care of those two guys, but also, uh, you know, keeping the family together and spending time, quality time as a husband and wife. What, what were the challenges, the biggest challenges that y'all dealt with? Well, you, you just touched on a couple of them, which is, uh, you know, not, not allowing sports to completely dominate our lives. Uh, I, you know, as at the time that my boys were, uh, were fully engaged in, in the tennis journey, you know, my girls were, were in college or, you know, upper years of high school and they weren't involved in sports. So, you know, they, they had their own passions and activities and, and finding a balance to, 
invest time in all of the family as opposed to just the sports, which, by the way, I love. Uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about sports right. myself, so it's easy for me to get out of balance in something that my boys are not only doing, but that I love. So that was a challenge. The other challenge, I think, that was probably the, the greatest challenge is just, you know, as a, as a sports parent, you have to wear so many different hats. You're the banker, you're the, you know, you're the chauffeur, you're the scheduler, uh, you're, the the biggest psych- hat, you're the psychologist, you know, that's the one I was about to say is the biggest hat to wear is the emotional roller coaster that your kids go on. And again, I had twins and it felt like there was never a time when they both were doing great, feeling great at the same time. So I was always seemed like I was kind of celebrating with one and trying to help the other get over something. Uh, and my wife as well. And so I, I would say just time trying to be there for your kids uh, emotionally in the right place and guide them and, and shepherd them through all that uh, is the most challenging piece for any parent, I think. Well, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough role to, to play and it's getting tougher with the, the expectations now of the coaches uh, that are coaching these youth teams. Uh, it's become a big time business for them. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit. Shift over to your book. Um, tell the audience a little bit about the content, the type of topics, the things that you cover in that book. Yeah, sure. As I mentioned, um, I started off by just thinking back through the the lessons that we had learned, the challenges that we faced, and uh, and I started out by saying, you know, what kind of topics could I cover? And I started making a list, and I ended up with about thirty different you know, distinct topics that, uh, that I wrote chapters on each one of them. And look, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, and you've read the book, you know, I don't have all the answers, not by a long shot. Um, but, you know, spending the time we spent in it and talking to enough parents, I think, uh, I think I was able to pretty comprehensively, you know, address the topics and the challenges that come up. And um, and so the chapters are, are relatively short, uh, but, you know, we cover t- topics like, you know, what kind of parent are you in the stands? You know, are you a cheerleader parent? Are you a coach parent? Are you a uh, are you the negative parent? Uh, are you an umpire? Are you an umpire <laughs> or are you are you the stoic parent? So, you know, I, I, I kind of categorize those into four different categories, and I think everybody will see themselves in, in at least one of those, maybe a couple from time to time. But, um, you know, in talking about, you know, what kind of parent do we want to be? Because our kids hear us more than they hear anybody else uh, Absolutely. out there. And, and we have the biggest opportunity to be a teammate for our kids and helping them succeed uh, or keeping them from succeeding in the way that we're responding on the sidelines and in the stands. So that that's a whole chapter we talk about. Uh, there's a chapter dealing with specialization. When's, when's the right time to drop all other sports and, uh, and, and focus on one? And that's a really hot topic today uh, in the overall youth sports culture. There are different you know, opinions about all that. It really changes depending on what sport you're talking about. Um, so, you know, that's a, a really interesting uh, topic, I think. Uh, another one, 
that is the chapter that I hear the most about from from other parents as they've read the book is is simply called the car ride home, and uh, and it's it's all about you know the game's over, kid won or lost, they hop in the car with you. You've been sitting there watching them, uh, proud of some things, unhappy about some things. What is the car ride home going to be like for that for that child? And um, and that whole chapter came out of a study that I that I read where a, a number of college athletes were surveyed about their youth sports experience. And one of the questions was, what's your worst memory of, uh, of your youth sports experience? And the overwhelming uh, number one answer was the car ride home with my, my parents. And man, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And, um, and so, you know, that became something for me that I became very aware of. Boy, I wish I could say that I always did it right, but I didn't. Uh, you know, there were times when I just couldn't help myself. There's times when, you know, I was completely silent because I didn't think I could say anything that wasn't going to be damaging, but my silence alone communicated a lot. Sure. So there's a lot of things. And again, I don't, I don't pretend to have all the answers to that, but but what I really wanted to do is bring up issues for parents to be aware of and to think about and so that they could be intentional about the way they approach uh, all the many facets and challenges of new sports. Well, again, the name of the book is Parenting the Pure Athlete. And I can tell you, uh, it's a great read. It's an easy read. I, I read it in one sitting and I would agree on that chapter that you just talked about the ride home. That was a, that was a very compelling uh part of the book and I really encourage people that particularly if you've if you uh, have got uh, you know kids entering or in it right now or you know people that have kids in, involved uh, it's a must read for all of them well um, you've now moved from from an author to starting a company called Pure Athlete tell us what you're trying to accomplish uh, with Pure Athlete yeah I think um I think it starts off with recognizing that there is, you know, you can look at various, you know, data points from different groups and, and basically in the U S today, from the ages of eight to 18, there's somewhere again, depending on which report you look at somewhere between 40 and 55 million kids, they're playing new sports. And uh, now a bunch of those are, are young kids and they're playing rec sports and, and, Many of them quit before they get to high school, and it's just a fun, hopefully a fun experience. But there is a huge segment of that and a growing segment that are getting more and more serious uh, because the sports culture is demanding that you be more and more serious if you want to, oftentimes even if you want to play on a high school varsity team in almost any sport. And um, and so because that culture seems to just be rapidly accelerating in terms of you know, I'd almost say being out of control in terms of the expense and the time that that families and kids are having to invest uh, to be able to do that, that, um, you know, we we just saw an opportunity to speak into that culture and to come alongside kids and, and not to necessarily push back on their goals to want to play a varsity high school sport or to play in college or even to play in pros. Uh, although, you know, a, 
an incredibly small percentage of, of kids ever make it there. Uh, but we wanted to come alongside and, and offer a broader training perspective or development perspective on how you can not only, uh, you know, do the best job to become, you know, the best version of yourself athletically, but also if you train the right way, uh, from a holistic way, uh, the things that you learn and the things that contribute to being, you know, successful as an athlete also become things that make you successful in other facets of life. And, uh, and so Pure Athlete is all about, you know, becoming a resource for parents and a, uh, an information source and an inspiration source for kids to, um, to not just be all in, but be all in on all the things that will help them develop uh, into better athletes and better people. Um, so that's in it in a nutshell. And, you know, it, as I said, our vision is simply to have meaningful impact uh, on kids, on families, and ultimately on the overall youth sports culture. Well, I'm excited uh, to see uh see that impact happening. I think it's a, it's much needed and, and you guys have got a great foundation to, to build on. I got one last question. It's a pretty, pretty important one for you guys. Uh, you recently added a, a new partner that most of our Atlanta audience will be familiar with. Share who that is and how that came about. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, to cut to the chase, it's, it's Jeff Rancourt, uh, is, is one of our partners and, uh, you know, I, in my other line of work, uh, I was interfacing with Jeff. And uh, in fact, I had him as a keynote speaker at one of my corporate events that I was doing and in meeting with Jeff and we started meeting periodically and having lunches together. And, uh, and I was telling him about Pure Athlete. I actually tell his story in my book, a piece of his story. And, um, and so, you know, in, in having those discussions, and Jeff is a young father, he has four kids, the oldest is, is 10, I believe, and all the way down to like three. And so he has just gotten into being a, uh, being a sports parent. And for those of you who don't know Jeff, he was a major league baseball player for 12 years, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a rookie titled The Natural a great player. He's a Braves broadcaster now. He's also a national uh, TBS broadcaster and just a, just a great guy. Um, and so, you know, as, as we talked more about that, it just became apparent that, boy, it'd be great to have Jeff participate with us uh, in this venture with Pure Athlete. And so, Jack, what we did is we, we asked Jeff to kind of be a brand champion for us. And something I didn't mention about Pure Athlete, a lot of what we're going to be doing is developing digital content, delivering it uh, to kids and to parents and to coaches. Uh, and a big portion of that digital content will be interviews that we're doing with athletes from every sport, well-known athletes from every sport, uh, and asking them to tell their youth sports story, uh, and then asking them some questions and probing those things. Uh, you know, who were their best coaches? Who were their worst coaches? What are their best memories of youth sports? What were their worst memories? Uh, how did they get through those those bad uh, situations? Um, things that they don't usually talk about. That's not what you're usually right. asked about. So um, anyway, as we talked to Jeff about that, he said, man, I'd, I'd love to do that. But to be honest with you, I believe so much in this. 
I'd really rather be part of the business and uh, and be a partner with you. And so, you know, we ended up making all that work, uh, excitedly making all that work. And we are, you know, just getting started with uh, with interviews of we've got, you know, about 10 interviews lined up. Uh, but we intend to interview about 50 folks a year that many of which, again, will be, you know, you know, from a baseball standpoint, we've got interviews already lined up with Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson and JT Rio Muto and, uh, and, and then a whole host of other folks from different sports as well. Many that you know and some that you don't know, and then a bunch of experts to talk about the most important topics facing parents and kids on mental health and uh, and fitness and training and all those types of things. So, yeah, we're super excited to have Jeff on board with us. Well, I think you have every right to be excited. <clears throat> I'm excited, as I said, to, to see uh, this this program launch. And uh, I think that the sky's the limit and the impact that you're going to have is, is going to be just significant. Well, Brett, listen, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your schedule to, to join our podcast today. I'm excited about as I said, the potential of pure athlete and the impact that it can have on parents and young athletes. And I want our audience again to go pick up the book, uh, Parenting the Pure Athlete. But thanks so much for being with us today. Well, Jack, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate what you're doing, uh, investing uh, your time and your efforts and your talents uh, in growing up the next generation of leaders. And, uh, and also thanks for all the kind words that you said about the book. Uh, and uh, again, appreciate appreciate you having me today. You're very welcome. Well, as we close uh, another of our podcasts, I want to thank uh, each of you if you're making our podcast part of your day. And I want to once again challenge you this week to try to be a positive influence in the lives of others. I look forward to having you back again with us next week as we welcome another interesting guest. Have a great week. Hey, before you go, we wanted to let you know about Jack's book called The Question, a guide to answering life's most important question. In this book, Jack shares his personal journey that began in 1993 to determine the values, principles, and beliefs that would guide his life. Whether you are a spouse, parent, grandparent, friend, leader, educator, coach, or mentor, Jack's I Believe statements apply to all the roles he has played during his lifetime and can do the same for you. Jack's message applies to all people, ages, and careers. It's an easy read with compelling stories, enjoyable humor, and sincere transparency. The question is now available in ebook and paperback exclusively on Amazon. Go to jackwwilliams.com slash the question to learn more and buy your copy today. Again, thanks for joining us for this episode and join us next week for an all new episode of KnowledgeCast by Ideals.